0: All right, today is Monday, February the first deer season is officially over, and we can officially move on to on the podcast at least we can move on to a topic that we have been dancing all around, moving towards for shoot I don't know Jordan what like the past month, two months
1: I'm thinking a, about it a lot longer than that
0: last year. <laughs> Um, and if it sounds, I'm sure the audio, the audio should sound fine, but it's going to sound a little bit different. Like you are probably listening to it going, if you, if it, if it sounds different, it's because me and Jordan are not sitting across, you know, looking at each other at the camp or in the office with the, with the recording gear. We're having to do this, uh, via zoom, um, just because full, full honesty, I'm having to quarantine myself, um, for the next uh what Was it like fourteen days?
1: Yeah, and I am too. At least until I get a, a you know a test results back.
0: Yeah. Well, your boy tested positive this morning, so I'm gonna be holed up in a hole until I get over it. Yay! Uh, yay! You know, I mean, I guess it could be worse. You know, it could be didn't better
1: tested. now yeah. than March the fifteenth.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just it's funny to me. To me, that I got diagnosed with it the day after deer season ended. <laughs> yeah, like I, um, it, it's. I guess I mean I've, I've talked to similar people that that have had this uh, had this you know ca- that got COVID had a similar deal. I mean, I got up and was feeling perfectly normal, was getting ready to come into the office, and I uh, was making a pot of coffee, and I poured the cup. And I went – I took a sip of it, and I realized I could not smell the coffee at all. And I was like, that's not a good sign. So, I uh, went and scheduled a test, come back positive. So, now I'm holed up in here and will be for the foreseeable future until I get over it. But
1: Have you, uh, you noticed any difference today, like as the day went on as far as your smell?
0: No. I mean, it will – like, it, it was – like I was telling you this morning when I first did, I was like, I can't smell the coffee. Then I was like, you know, I was like kind of freaking myself out. I was like, do I have it? Do I not? And if I, st- I mean like if I stuck my nose in, a- in that coffee cup and like inhaled in, like breathed in through my nose as much as I could, I could barely get like a weak whiff of it. You know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like completely gone, but I was like, okay, maybe I don't have it. But then I was, then I was, just, you know, just talking to myself. I was like, I still, I, I just need to go find out, you know, before I go walking up into the office. And, uh, cause I literally had no other symptoms. And, um, when they tested me, I didn't have a fever. I can still taste like I, you know, I was, I was eating lunch, uh, here's just a, you know, what time, I don't know, whatever time it is now, whenever lunchtime was, I was eating lunch. I can taste everything fine. Just can't smell. It's weird. Huh. And uh, it's still about the same because I was still, you know, like I, uh, if I, if there's something I can smell it, and I, I can barely, I mean, like it's just like barely get a whiff of it, but mostly it's pretty much gone.
1: Strange.
0: Yeah. But on the COVID uh, calendar, I should have this thing whooped by end of next week, and then, you know, like I said, then. then Dodge it all through turkey season, and we'll call it gravy. Yeah. That's the plan, anyway. Uh, So, man, the thing – enough about – enough COVID talk. I ain't studying no COVID. Uh, We have been – I think it was last week or two weeks ago I put out that poll if it was time to start talking turkeys yet. And a lot of folks – the vast majority of folks wanted to start talking about turkeys two weeks ago, but it just wasn't time yet. But deer season is over. Um. And now what this, what this does is, is it just frees us up from not having to talk about deer anymore. And I know you, you and I are the same way in this. You, we never really stop thinking about turkey hunting. But as far as talking about it on this podcast and talking about it around other people, you, you hit a point where you're like, all right, now no one can give us any crap about talking about it. Because it's what's coming up next. Like we had this little lull period yeah. in February, and then it's go time.
1: Well, I was thinking back last fall when we were planting food plots. You know, at kudzu. Yeah. I mean, we're planting food plots to deer hunt on. At the same time, every time we'd stop and talk, we were like, you realize we're gonna probably shoot a turkey right here next spring. <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember one food plot, food plot particularly. I'm like a couple times, me and you would hit that remark. We'd either be like, turkey's gonna die right here, or we'd be in the food plot, be like. That'd be a good tree to sit on right there.
1: Yeah, yeah we need to break daylight right here one more.
0: That's a perfect tree to sit on. <laughs> well, that's
1: actually, true. it's this is like February till like March is like I don't for me it's like I get more excited right now than I do actually during turkey season because once it starts it's like you're you're f hundred percent focused on the objective and right yeah, now you're,
0: you're Yeah,
1: you're thinking all the different scenarios that could happen and what happened last year and what you could learn from the mistakes you made and man thinking about on the good hunts and i really man that's just the way i'm wired i I think about all the ones that went wrong and how we can fix them this year you know
0: dude look i already thought about because i mean think about just i mean because it's funny because i was i was thinking today You know, I knew we were going to do the first turkey podcast today. I was was thinking about subjects to talk about and, you know, just rabbit holes we could chase. Because, you know, especially, I mean, if you're talking to somebody, whether it's you and me talking or two other guys talking that are, you know, true obsessed turkey hunters in every sense of the word, you don't run out of stuff to talk to. But I kind of, you know, I like to try to subjugate so as I can, you know make sure we talk about valuable stuff. And I I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, all right, what did I do last year where I just royally screwed up? What can I improve on? And, uh, you, you probably, if, if you haven't thought about it already, you'll remember it soon as I'm talking about it. Do you remember like the first hunt? Not, not the one where I was videoing you, but do you remember when like me and you went, uh, to my place when I blew that Turkey off the limb? Yeah. That was uh, I was th- I, I I that was what I was my first thing that came to my mind. I was like, all right, where where did I royally screw up, and things that I can improve on? And that was obviously a very big one.
1: <laughs> that's that's one of those scenarios. Don't ever be don't ever feel safe. Don't ever yeah. feel safe where you're at on the property.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have I, I and I've had it ever since I can remember starting turkey hunting. I've just had. I have a bad habit of thinking a turkey into where he's going to be. And what I mean by that is is when I was out there scouting and I'd heard a turkey kind of in that area, I had always wanted to find a turkey in the big timber along this ridge. And so when I heard him gobble right there, I was like, he's in there you know and so i just kind of didn't study anything else and i just had it set in my mind that that's where that turkey was going to be and had no really reason to you know no real evidence to know him to be right there i just wanted him to be there so bad and then i got overly excited which i'm prone to do and then i blew him off the limb trying to get to this uh trying to get to this spot that i thought he was going to be at and i walked right under him trying to get to him you know <laughs>
1: it happens but that's yeah. one of those deals where and that's one thing like with like the time we hunted with dave and uh you know the experiences i've had with bob walker and you've had a bob walker
0: yeah
1: those guys are never caught off guard doesn't seem like and they're <laughs> always like they always get their guard up always expecting every step they take that they'll be able to see a turkey
0: yeah
1: or, you know yeah it, and that's it, one thing that we've gotten better about it, but it just comes with experience. So you got to keep it. You got to stay mentally sharp the whole time that you're in that ball game.
0: Yeah, I still re- re- like to you. I remember when when me and you hunted with Dave. Like the first, uh, it wasn't after our hunt was over. It was after I think it was after the end of the first day. Me and you were going back to that hotel we were staying at, or that moat. I don't remember that little, little, wherever we were staying, and me and you, you know, with that, we're like, what did you, what did, what was the biggest thing you picked up on? And me and you without having talked about it, we're both like he never let his guard down at all, you know, like never. And, and that was, that was impressive to me just cause it made me think, I was like, I wonder how many turkeys I've spooked and not known I've spooked cause I hadn't gone to the measures that he has to make sure that I don't spook them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. A bunch.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It makes you think.
1: Huh. There ain't no doubt. I know I have.
0: So when you think about like let's try this. I know this is probably an open ended question. Um, but just playing off of what you just said about thinking about last season and carrying it into this season. And I'm I'm really I mean, I'm 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 not lying, like I'm I'm having to bridle myself a little bit because I'm I'm so excited about the fact that we can talk about turkeys now that I'm having to like just internally go like, all right, just, you know, try to compartmentalize and keep on on subject. Otherwise I, I'll just be all over the place. But I'll start out with like asking you this question. So looking at the 2020 spring turkey season for you, what was, what was your biggest takeaway? If you were to look at all of last spring and said out of all that last spring, the biggest thing I learned was this, what do you, what, what would you think it would be?
1: Oh, uh, I learned how to find turkeys better. Okay, that was what the, my biggest thing was. Cause I, I mean, last year I did something I've never been able to do in my entire life, and that was go hunting out of a out of state without having to worry about videoing. Yeah, so it sounds weird. Like I've never, I've never hunted out of the state of mississippi and us not be videoing doing something and i went on that little turkey tour yeah uh, last spring and i found myself learning so much just because i had zero pressure on me to kill a turkey really yeah yeah and like i found and we had trouble finding turkey so i i realized how important one onyx is and two just like freaking burning over ground and finding sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I had like a you know, a week or, or whatever I was gone doing that and like I don't know how many miles we spent running around up there in South Dakota, but it was a bunch. It was over three hundred. Yeah. And uh one thing I you know, you are limited on time, so you want to make the the best out of your time, but one thing I learned was I can't keep up with those turkeys by foot. You gotta cover some ground with the truck. Yeah. And what we did was riding and, like, we'd get out and on the roads and walk the roads a little while, and you'd find, you know, turkey sign on the roads. I'm not talking about, like, a blacktop or anything. I'm talking about two tracks.
0: Yeah, yeah, like dirt road where you could see turkey sign, yeah.
1: Yeah, just access roads. And uh, that was my biggest thing I learned last year about how to find turkeys. I mean, if they're not there, you can't kill them. you got to find them, number one.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, it, it seemed like you saying that, to a person that, and and I'm not trying to down, you know, like, I guess like, uh, throw shade on anybody, but to a guy that doesn't, you know, travel a whole bunch. There's some guys that either they don't really want to travel. They just like hunting their own stuff around the home and that's fine. Um, and then you've got guys that, that do hunt around home a lot, but they want to travel more. They want to get out there and hunt different states, states or even different parts of the state they live in. And, uh, when you say, the biggest thing I learned was how to find turkeys to someone that hasn't gotten out there that much. Like, well, duh, that's obvious, but that's a big part, man. Like, and it's one of the things that if you, if you don't find a turkey, then how are you going to kill him? <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be able to know where some turkeys are to even learn how to hunt them, you know?
0: Yeah. Well then, you yeah. know, you hear guys talk about, you know, there's certain big pieces of public in States that, you know, will get, popular or big areas that'll get a name and I've heard stories of guys that go man we're going to so and so and they're just saying like a region and this region that they're talking about has a reputation but it's huge and then they get up there and they can't find any turkeys because they really didn't do that much research and when they got up there I guess they just you know expected for them to get there and turkeys just be abounding all over the place um,
1: yeah that that's the main Number one in the book of being a you know a turkey hunter, you got to know where they at and what what to look for to find them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, the hunting part of them is I mean, it's still difficult in some situations to kill a turkey, or a lot of situations. But to, if if you ain't nowhere near where one lives, you sure ain't gonna kill one. Yeah,
0: you got to at least get in his got to get in his zip code <laughs> to yeah. be able to play with him some.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing I found. Like my that my that that's the biggest thing that I mean. Even when we went to Maine last year and hunted, you know, I'm talking about hunting places we had never been before. Yeah, yeah. And you know, finding turkeys was the biggest key. That and the biggest thing I learned last year where to look and what to look for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: still, still don't have it figured out by any means. But no, I learned a lot. I
0: don't think anyone. I don't think anyone ever fully figures it out. But you just. You go into every spring, or at least I do. I know we both do. You try, like you just—I want to come out of this a better turkey hunter than I was before. Yeah, it's—it's it's, you know, it's no—it's no secret that that's. Um, I mean, for me, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, think about it like this: like if you can find a turkey, like your odds are way better killing one of them. If you're gonna have more opportunity, if your batting average is gonna go up, if you're on more turkeys. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's number one, finding them. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think I honestly,
0: I think it'd be worth almost even diving into a whole episode of of doing that. You know, because
1: and I think we will.
0: Uh, because just because I mean, think about it. To to a guy that 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 doesn't know what we're talking about, you're like, all right, finding them. What does that mean? You know, like, does that mean I just go and drive a little ways and stop and hoot like an owl and then yelp and crow and if i don't hear anything i keep going i mean like yeah to some extent you know there's some of that involved but there's a there's specific things you have to do and look for when it terms when it comes to finding turkeys
1: uh and yeah, a lot of it comes from you know satellite scouting and what you know we call it and that's by looking at aerials and topos and looking for that certain terrain feature that we figured out that, you know, it's a good chance it may be – there's turkey habitat there, you know. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean there's turkeys there, but that gives you a starting point.
0: There's a good chance. So you go in there yeah. and then, once you get in there, you kind of know what to look for. But it, like, like you said, it's just like everything else. It's it's repetition and being able to do it. And the more you do it, the more you start figuring it out. Um, But, yeah, that to me – like you, you know, you brought up Maine. Maine was – Maine was probably – my favorite trip of all last spring because it was just so even uh just the fact that it was so different you know like getting thrown into a completely different area and having to figure it
1: out yeah and the main like that was a a prime example of like what you think looks good on a satellite map once you lay eyes on it and go to walking in it it ain't good
0: (laughs) yeah it's way different yeah
1: man like we were looking at a spot on this 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 place we had decided to go scout or whatever you know and uh looked at it on the map, picked out three or four or five spots on there we thought it should be some turkeys around and crap the first one we went to looked really really good on satellite imagery but when you get there they had been managing it for what grouse or something woodcock woodcock so yep. they had cut a bunch of timber in there you couldn't see five feet
0: it was thick man it was thick yeah yeah if it hadn't been managed for woodcock it probably would have been good but it was just so thick in there
1: yeah so i mean it's just one of those deals you you pick out spots you think turkeys might be on a map and those spots are i mean they're pretty i'm not gonna say they're easy to identify if you're just looking at a map for the first time but you know like benches on a topo map that's always a good Place if it's wide open hardwood ridges to look at because that's a lot of times those turkeys will be there or creek you know creeks running through hardwoods or some type of some type of timber change with a creek bite you know and that's a that's always good spots to start looking
0: yeah you start trying to see all right is there sign here you know places yeah, go to break day and whatnot because that's the other thing and too all- a lot of times when you go when you talk about finding turkeys folks go if they don't hear one gobble. They're like, oh, there's no
1: turkeys here. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been turkey hunting and didn't hear one, but got to walking around looking, and you find fresh scratching and tracks, and you know they're in the area. They yeah. may not be within earshot that morning, but the next day they might be. Yeah. And if you if you just if yeah. you'd have turned around and went back to the truck just because you didn't hear anything without walking around, you wouldn't have known that, you know. hmm
0: Yeah so many different little details and stuff that would be, we ought to do that, especially in this February, this in between time period, we ought to do a full episode on finding turkeys. Uh um, yeah, there's a So I know, uh, I guess I, I mean, I can go, I'm being all over the place. I know that, but, uh, probably like personally for me, and I'm kind of going on a more, more specifics. Um, but one thing, that one thing that I learned big, big last season, and it's going to sound funny, but I, I never really had to do it that much until last spring is um, hunting in fresh cutovers. You know, mm-hmm. I I, I you, you had done it, but you remember last year, I, I mean, I told you, I said, I really don't have that much experience doing this.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the cutover deal is pretty much really similar to hunting. Pasture turkeys, you know, and that's I mean, field turkeys, same it, thing. really.
0: It is. They treat it just like a field. It just, in some ways, it's, um, it just has a couple more variables because in fresh cutovers like that, especially if you've got slash piles and stuff, you've got more obstacles. Whereas, to you know, like a lot of times, if it's just a big flat field, you can ease up to a point where you can look and you can see if there's turkeys out there or not. Whereas those fresh cutovers like that, just because you don't see him. That don't mean he ain't out there because you just you might not be able to see him because there might be you know it might be behind a slash pile or a lot of times you walk through there <laughs> if you ain't careful he he's, he's going to see you and you ain't going to see him, and you'll never know that you spooked him but that was definitely one of the one of the biggest uh takeaways I got from last spring because me and you spent a good time good bit of time out there on that place, and where we were hunting in a cutover was a was a common was a common uh, setting you were going to be up
1: against. Yep. But, uh, I mean, those turkeys though, I mean, if you, if you are hunting a cutover, or whatever those, those logging roads run, run through them are key. Yeah. Yeah. You know The pool roads and all that, cause that is going to be the path of least resistance for them. And that's where you need to, you either need to be close to an intersection or right on one, you know, and I think, you know, you missed a turkey up there on the road, and I shot one right on the intersection of two roads coming together. And you yep. shot one same way.
0: Yep. Well, if you if you remember, uh, like when when I first went out there, and I was scouting, I took a picture of the road right there in that intersection where you shot that turkey. And I I, I think I, pre- I I know I sent it to Polk. I, I think I I either sent it to you or told you about it. But I was like, dude, you ought to see the tracks and the strut marks right there in that intersection.
1: Yeah, and that was the highest point on that cutover, and it was clean. That's where he got up there to show all the ladies his buffness.
0: Yeah, and that ended up, you know, ended up being where he met his maker. But um, it was – like I said, it was interesting to learn, especially because I, I guess to set up what we're talking about a little bit, I had hunted this place uh, the spring before. The spring before was the first year I would hunted it, and that stuff was not cut. You know, so I had hunted that area. I knew there were turkeys there. Um, but you show up there last spring and like, oh, it's clear cut. This is different. Uh and so and honestly, like I said, the hunting around growing up, I was always hunting. I mean, I hunted some some field turkeys, but then I'd most stuff what I hunted was always timbered. So that was a that was a new obstacle for me to try to figure out. And Kinda of in the same boat. I ain't gonna tell you I got a hundred percent figured out yet, but I got a lot, a lot better grasp on it now than I did before. Just from tangling with those turkeys most of last spring, or what time I had to hunt in the home state last year was mostly spent there trying to get on them. But it's and it's always fun when you when you're trying to figure out new stuff and trial and error. It, it was not fun busting that turkey off the limb, but I think we made up for it sooner or later. Um yeah man I I don't, it's uh if today is February the 1st then when do we go to Florida March 6th
1: Yeah I think uh well it opens on the 6th or 7th and uh I think we're leaving a day or two early I'm not real sure
0: So we got just over a month before it is officially go time
1: Yep, not long at all. It's uh today the first, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. About thirty days, cause we're two days shorter in this month. So thirty days from now, we'd be rolling.
0: The the couple things to be excited for this spring, particularly, is uh y'all heard us mention earlier, um when we were talking about planting at Kudzu and we are talking about there, you know, obviously all those years at Cottonmouth. Um, Cottonmouth never had a Turkey population strong enough that we felt comfortable hunting. Uh, that is not the case at Kudzu. We will be, I feel like we're going to be spending a lot of time at Kudzu <laughs> hunting these turkeys. Uh, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know when, I don't know. As soon, soon as I f- get the opportunity or when I feel like it's worth going out there and trying to hear them gobble in the morning, I think, there's going to be a couple of those trips made. But uh, the turkey hunt at Kudzu, no, no. I anticipate, should be pretty good. Wouldn't you
1: think? I hope so. Yeah. I'm going to keep my mind open. <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed. So I think it'll be – I think we'll have some hunts.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm just an optimist in so, to some degree. But uh,
1: That's all you can hope for is just hoping you have some good hunts, you know.
0: Well, even to that degree, like, to put it this way, like, Kudzu is where where our camp is now. When we were at Cottonmouth, we knew for a fact a turkey hunt was not a possibility, you know? Whereas, like, here, just the fact that it's possible here gets me kind of fired up, because it's different. It's a new variable that we didn't have before. Um, Another thing, just on a, a podcast standpoint, uh, I've already. I haven't told you. I don't think I've told you this yet, Jordan. Uh, I talked to uh, Dr. Mike Chamberlain last week um, because last year, last spring, one of the most popular podcasts we put out was that one called Corona Gobblers. Uh, yeah, where, where we talked to um, where we talked to Mike Chamberlain about his thoughts and what was going on because that. I mean, that was that was the hot topic last spring, you know, talking about how many more people were out in the spring woods compared to spring's past because of the pandemic and everything and what effects it we're going to have on the population. Um, and I think, you know, we can all agree that I, I don't know of anyone else that has a better, you know, more, more broad knowledge and more uh, in depth knowledge of the wild Turkey than Mike Chamberlain. So uh, he agreed to come back on sometime this month and, and kind of come over, you know, get him to touch on some of those topics and probably ask some more questions. And uh, but that'll be that'll be an interesting one for sure to kind of come back in a year later and and see what he thinks after because we both of us know how crazy last spring was.
1: Yeah, I could listen to him talk about turkeys all day. There's a wealth of knowledge, so I'm excited to hear that. Yeah,
0: it, it, it'll be a good one. Plus, I, I, I we talked about it last time, but I'll I'll get him to do it again just because. Uh, he, he, do you know how many people got so hot and bothered last spring when I got him to talk about how you couldn't age a two-year-old turkey? <laughs> it, I mean, it was. The, I mean, the man has has done research and has scientific data to back up his claims and says that spur length is no, is in no way an indicator to Turkey age. And some people, I mean, I might as well have slapped them in the face. They were like, they, I mean, they just were so upset about, about that information. So.
1: just uh, The way I look at it, it's the same as like scoring a deer on antlers. Like, you could kill a six-year-old buck and he scores a hundred, and you kill a six-year-old buck it scores one eighty. Yeah, they're still the same age. Just one of them's got bigger, bigger antlers than the other one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I could understand it a lot. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they they uh they they took pride in you know killing these long spurred turkeys and all that. So, I mean, it's it's definitely cool to. Kill a longspur turkey, but yeah, just like we've all said, I ain't gonna pass a pass a first mature one up that comes by me.
0: No, I did yeah, no, I never will. It just it was just so it That's was
1: everybody's own opinion, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you want to pass turkeys, you do you, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll on, but I'm not gonna. But yeah, that he's probably uh as far as bringing guests on, I. I asked him I was like we have to get him back on just to kind of you know because I'm I don't know what all you know obviously it's been a a wild year and I I, there may not be any more you know any groundbreaking news or information that's come back since then but uh it it would definitely be interesting just to kind of get his take on kind of the state of things after last because if you turkey hunted last spring you know how crazy it was, I mean there was more people targeting it last spring than there has been in years, but uh what we don't know is what the effect of that is, so that's that's what we're we're trying to figure out,
1: yeah, and it is really cool that a lot of the states do keep keep data, data the best they can that people will give them you know and uh yeah it's uh that's definitely a tool that's really helped the turkey population over the years for them to keep track of it and know the Numbers and all that. I mean, it's an important deal. So, I, I, I'm a hundred percent for keeping any kind of data that could protect the game we love to chase for years to come. You know.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. But uh, yeah. I guess I mean the bottom line is is I mean this is this episode is kind of the kickoff to turkey episodes and things that are to come um so obviously the rest of this month we'll spend a lot of time focusing on uh guests such as uh mike chamberlain is going to come in we're also going to have uh, a lot of y'all i'm sure have, have, y'all have heard of if y'all haven't heard of the spring legion uh spring legion guys uh you may have heard them from me and jo- heard me and jordan mentioned as well they're going to come on and talk some turkey um either sometime this month or early march before we go to florida and, uh, yeah, then we'll just focus on a lot of preparation stuff. Like we'll probably – we'll we'll do an episode on finding turkeys and and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – for for me, it, it, this is the most exciting time of the year, like Jordan said, just knowing that we're – with every single day, the reality of getting to go out in the spring woods and chase a goblin turkey is, is just becoming ever more real, and uh, I love that. So uh, I think we're going to wrap this episode up jordan i'm sorry we couldn't uh do it the way we normally do it you know we were supposed to do it in the office today and then oh well, at this point everyone knows how covid does but uh we made it work
1: And uh word on the street is we may see pen Hody here for long too
0: i wasn't gonna I, yeah i didn't know if you wanted to mention teaser. that yet or not. goodbye the what
1: i said it's a teaser goodbye
0: oh yeah like i said i didn't know if he's gonna mention that yet or not but yeah you know, Penhobi. So, uh, yeah. If uh, here's the other thing before we sign off. With uh, I know everyone is. Everyone seems to be more vocal and interactive when Turkey comes along. So, if you have questions, if you have topics, anything, you know the Primos Hunting Instagram page. You know uh, you can hit Jordan up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Instagram. But don't hesitate if you got something. Send it to us. If it's a question, we'll we'll answer it. Um, so yeah, don't hold back on those. And, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all back here next Monday for the next episode of the speaking language podcast. And as always, thank y'all for listening.